and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to a new year of the Legionnaire podcast. I am the most beautiful host, podcast host on planet Earth. Just kidding. Not really. Um, it's a lot Cal. of confidence. But I am joined by the most beautiful podcast host, my brother, Will. Your hair looks mm. good. I didn't, told, I didn't tell you that before, but I think your hair looks really good right now. Yeah, it's because it's growing out right now. Yeah. Yeah. Your mic, your mic stand is like in the way of your camera. There. Oh, you I'm think on both sides. You think you're cool because you got like that, the boom mic. You look like a, this looks like a Trailer Park, trailer park Boys episode. Maybe it is. I never watched the show. Yeah, you're not missing out on a whole lot. Oh, well. Your IQ lowers. But um, anyways, um, yeah, so. I have to hang it like this because I don't have, if I have it straight out like I did before, it's like bumping out when I'm walking past my desk. So I don't have enough space in my my room. Yeah. I have the smallest room in our apartment. Oh, boo you. Boo hoo. I know. So there's not a good way for me to have it besides upside down. You got bagels on your bed behind you? Yeah, I haven't put those back in the fridge yet. I was playing games before I hopped on. And then I do. Yeah. I got cream cheese this week. Like, so I went grocery shopping when I got back from um, my trip. And I got cream cheese and it just like must have like not got made its way into my bag. It must have just grew, grew legs and ran away. I don't because I don't know where it is. That's unfortunate. I don't eat cream cheese, but. That's great. Anyways, you guys aren't here to listen to us talk about cream cheese and the bagels on Will's bed. Um, what better way to kick off the New Year's than with a new Batman trailer? Mm, indeed. This was, uh, we wanted to talk about this in the last episode that we did before. Because we pre-recorded a couple episodes and this trailer came out while we were doing it. Because this actually came out December 27th. Yeah. I think that was the day before you left. Yeah, because I left the 28th. Yeah. We didn't get this one off, but we're coming back to it. The Bat and the Cat trailer. Oh, my God. For the Batman. Speaking of, I watched Dawn of the Planet of the Apes last night. Oh, my God. It's a good movie. Yeah. Have you seen Rise of the Planet of the Apes, right? Yeah, I watched that. Oh, geez. I think I watched that back. It's like been a year ago. I think I watched it last January. Yeah, Brett and I watched all of the Apes movies together. I liked Rise. Dawn was, yeah, definitely better just because I like with the Apes more. Oh, dude, I think it's like they're like two completely different movies. Yeah. Like I... Rise is a fine movie, but Dawn is like, I love that movie. Yeah, I'm excited to see war because i i really liked i really liked dawn and i thought matt reeves did a great job with it yeah that's why i'm talking Uh about because matt reeves is directing the batman and i when we were watching the movie last night i was like oh this is the guy that's doing the batman and he also did dawn of the planet of the apes yeah i just saw that and i was like oh that's a cool connection that i made there yeah so yeah, I don't know. The more that I see from this movie, the more I am like excited. Dumb. I'm dumb hyped for this movie. Yeah, I'm very excited for this movie to come out. <laughs> um, what did you like? What stuck out to you in the trailer? 
There's a couple things. I think the main takeaway that I have with it, though, is that this trailer seems a lot like the The movie seems like it's going to be a lot like the Telltale Batman game where the Waynes, Martha and Jonathan, more so Jonathan. It seems like they were involved in some shady business, it seems like. And it's getting uncovered now because the Telltale Batman games was like, Bruce's dad, Jonathan Wayne. Is it, wait, his dad is Jonathan, right? Thomas. Why am I saying Jonathan? I was like, yeah. His, dad, I was his like, dad's name's like, not Jonathan. That's Jonathan. Thomas Wayne. Kent. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking of Jonathan. I I don't. I'm a fake fan. Yeah, Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne and um, Martha. Gosh, I'm so stupid. Now I'm I'm so mad at myself for screwing that up. Yeah, you. Thomas you, and Martha. You really, you could just leave. Like I could. You can, the door's right there. I can see it in your room. The door's right there. <laughs> but yeah, Thomas and Martha were in, involved in some shady business. Thomas more so because he worked with like uh, Falcone more than Maroney, I think. But uh, he was still involved in like some shady, some shady business that happened in Gotham. But um, it was because they wanted it. What's that? You will refer to Carmine Falcone by as his the Roman proper title, the Roman. <laughs> oh. You watch your tongue talking about. I just said Falcone. I didn't. I don't need to call him the Roman. Yes, you need to respect the man. <laughs> but it looks like it, the game, the game, and the movie share a lot of similarities from what I've seen in the trailer because it looks like Bruce is sort of with even with uh, Alfred. He's like, "How come you didn't tell me this?" And Alfred is. I love Andy Circus too. I think he's going to be great in this movie. Andy Circus, going back to Planet of the Apes, Andy Circus, man, that I don't know at what point this guy, what I don't know what he has to, what more he has to do before he gets an award for the work he's done. Yeah, he's a really, he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah, um, I just, oh god, watching this. Well, I'm also okay. So I'm binging. I'm currently binging The Sopranos right now as well. I'm almost done with season three. Um. So and we'll talk. I mean, we'll talk about the Sopranos later when we talk about Boba Fett. Um, but the the more that it, yeah, like sorry, I'm I'm trying to pull my thoughts together here because I have a, a lot of different thoughts on the matter. Um, a someone who really stood out in this trailer to me is uh, Oswald Cobblepot. I am very excited to see Colin Farrell's take on the penguin. Cause he, he reminds me of like a Tony Soprano esque character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a lot of thoughts on like, you know, like you were talking about the Waynes and what, um, Thomas Wayne and like Thomas and Martha Wayne. I really do believe that we might be seeing the court of owls in a follow-up to this movie. I hope it is. I'm championing that idea. I coined it. It's my idea. I made it first. Nobody yes, else. Did. Yep. All you. The smartest <laughs> man on the internet in front of I me. I know. Hey, um, I said before. Look, okay. I'm sorry. I'm cutting you off. I've been right with every it. theory that I've made. I said that they were going to kill Superman and Batman v Superman. Nobody believed me. I said that they were going to kill Ray and the Rise of Skywalker, which they did, but then they brought her back. Look, I'm undefeated with my predictions. So maybe you also called Luke Skywalker showing up. We also did that too. So, yeah, because well, we called that after like Ahsoka. Like Ahsoka's like, I cannot train him. We're like, well, it's got to be Luke Skywalker then. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, sorry. 
I do think I, I do think Mace that Cordovals will be in it though, like you said. Yeah, I think Riddler is a piece of a bigger game. Like he's like obviously he's a big he's a big deal. He's like the Zodiac killer of the Matt, the Pattinson bat verse right now. The Pattinson verse, whatever we're gonna call this. I don't know. I don't know. What are we gonna call this universe? I think they call him Robert Pattinson. Yeah, Pattinson. So for the Pattinson universe. I love like this because like this is a very realistic take. I love the Batmobile. Like the shots of these Batmobile chases are like the most gorgeous chase shots I have ever seen in like any movie. Like the yeah. like the tail end of the bat, like when the Batmobile whips out and you see Penguin's cargo sailing overhead. Yeah, it looks a lot like. I mean, I'm looking at that shot in the trailer where they're on that freeway type of scenario. And it looks a lot like Nolan's underground in the dark night where they were chasing uh, that, yeah. dump, that garbage truck and the slot, the laughter house, slaughterhouse, slaughterhouse. Do you know where they filmed this movie? Cause I, I'm going to do a Google search right now, but do you know off the top of your head? I wouldn't be surprised if they filmed it in Atlanta. I feel like that's where a lot of movies get filmed. I, mean, like I know Marvel be- films, all their movies in Atlanta basically, but that's all on a green screen. So like Marvel's notorious for doing green screen and never really doing practical. I hate that. I was thinking about this when I was watching. Oh, there's something that I was watching recently. And like, just when like on like location, like location shooting is so beautiful. Oh yeah. That's what I noticed in Ragnarok. Like what takes me out in Ragnarok is when they go to Norway, like when they're in Norway, when like oh, Odin's yeah, sitting, terrible it's awful. Like it's like, yeah. it's like, dude, like they're clearly in front of a green screen and like, yeah, no, I don't like it when they do things like that. It bothers me. Oh, okay. So it looks like they shot in the UK and Chicago. God, I don't like, this is my issue with like being realistic. Like I want to see Gotham city. I don't want to see Chicago, but how do I mean, the only place that they could do that is New York city. Like people yeah. say New York city is Gotham city. Like where else can you, you can't, the Gotham city doesn't exist. It looks like Reeves are shooting in Liverpool in England. Or Liverpool in England, obviously. Huh. I wonder what the Atlanta skyline. I just want to look at the Atlanta skyline. Because I'm thinking about like, because everybody always uses, okay, maybe Atlanta is not Gotham City. Um, Yeah, I think New York City is the closest thing to Gotham City. But then I feel like you could say that either that or Chicago is Metropolis. I'd say Chicago is Metropolis more so, but. Do Do you think so? I mean, that's those are the only two cities that I can think of that are like fairly. I don't know if conglomerate is the right word, but like condensed, like urban city skyline, metropolitan. Like, yeah, I mean, conglomerate I feel like, is not the right word that you're looking for. <laughs> I know I was thinking of conglomerate for some reason, but I I don't know. I think that the the visual effects for this movie are minimal because it looks great. It looks like everything was done practical and it was shot like on location. So I'm a big fan of it. I think when I see a Marvel trailer, I can pick out where the CGI is for most things, but with this, I mean, this seems, yeah, like you said, very grounded and very based like in Gotham city. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those, I love the practical. I, I love that shooting on location, practical effects. Yep. And that is totally Robert Pattinson jumping off of a building and flying. 
as a bat. Uh, I'm excited for that scene too because I mean, like we, I mean, we kind of got it in the Dark Knight, but I want to see more of Batman just jumping off of buildings like a complete Flying. maniac. Yeah, yeah. Like I want to gliding. And now that actually, now that you talk about this, like I think the only time we've seen Batman fly is in Hong Kong. Yeah. In the Dark Knight trilogy, like you never really you see it in the Batman Begins, where like they're looking up and the 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 fear toxins yeah. are out. But, yeah, huh? And do you even yeah. really see him fly? You don't see him fly all really in Justice League. You don't really see it in Batman v Superman. Yeah, I you just see him kind of like move really quickly, and like he uses grapple in Batman v Superman, but that was it. Yeah. Hmm. I guess so yeah, I'm man. seeing that where he like jumped off the building and like zooms past the the other one. I'm kind of excited to see. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see. Yeah, holy shit. I didn't realize that until you pointed that out. It's crazy. We've gotten so many Batman movies and he's always he's, on the ground. We never see him gliding. Yeah, I still think it is frustrating. It just I don't know. I guess it is frustrating when like when you think about like the Arkham games, like playing in like because I play I love Arkham Knight with like all of my heart. Um, I know I know everybody loves Arkham City, but I I think Arkham Knight might be the best game just overall gameplay wise. And like I love the story of Arkham Knight too. Like yeah, it was kind of obvious spoiler alert that the Arkham Knight was Jason Todd. But I don't know. It's a it's a fun game. Yeah, I think I like Arkham City more. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I don't, I don't fault anybody. But um, you have anything else? Well, actually, ooh, I would do less. I want one more thing. I want to say before I turn it over to you. Um, one, one more thing I want to say about the trailers. I like how they're still approaching the Batman. It's just a vigilante. Like why? Like why? Like why do we trust him? He's just a vigilante. So, well, at that point in the trailer too, we get our first look at who I assume is because we see Jim Gordon, and we finally see then we, he's. It's amazing that we've never seen him before um harvey bullock he's gordon's like uh what the hell's the name right hand man right hand man his uh partner harvey bullock is gordon's like partner he's uh mm-hmm. and i I, th- I believe from the guy who we saw in the trailer when he says why this guy's a vigilante is he working with the riddler i think i believe that's harvey bullock because harvey bullock was never really a fan of like the batman he was always hesitant he wasn't as accepting as gordon was of him yeah so they don't have anybody listed that could be are you sure that guy's harvey bullock he seems more like the he looks more like commissioner Loeb to me my commissioner Loeb is commissioner Loeb from the dark knight yeah that's my commissioner Loeb. that guy was sick yeah he was like, dope. Gordon, what the hell is going on? He had a deep voice, and I loved it. That guy was sick as hell. And then he died. And then he died because he drank whiskey. Which was poisoned. Yeah, but, way to go. Um, but um, I mean, I when I look at him, I he looks like Harvey Bullock to me. Like, that's what I think when I look at him. Yeah, that's so may, maybe it's not. But I uh, the other thing that I want to talk about in the trailer, too, is I I'm confused because it looks like they're trying to flood the city somewhat. Yeah, I don't. I was confused by that. Um, I, I'm interested in what's going to happen. Like, are they blowing up like 
Sewers. Like the Gotham Dam or something, or what exactly is happening? Because it looked really cool when you look at it in the trailer. Because, I mean, he, he looks like he's lighting the flare just in chest deep water. Yeah. And then, like, the next shot is like some part of Gotham just being absolutely flooded. So. I'm excited though, and and there's a, there's a bunch of other things in the trailer like you can pick out. I think there's another big thing though with like the suicide bomber. Yeah, well he's not the, a. I mean, well he's not, but I mean, it's he's kind of forced to because he's uh, he has a bomb strapped to him. Yeah, he's got that collar on. Yeah, yeah I'm looking at that right now. Oh, gotta go back. <laughs> Missed it. I, th- I thought that was a bomb, but maybe it's a collar. So and it also looks like they're at like a they're either at a funeral or a wedding. I'm assuming funeral. I just thought it was Sunday mass. I think it's Sunday mass. <laughs> think, you think Bruce Wayne goes to Sunday mass? Maybe. He needs to repent from his sins. Yeah, he does. I'm trying to watch. Okay, so it, well, it it's okay. So it is a funeral. Because if you pause, I pause with like the, the, the car comes in. Is there's a, like a, ca- coffin? There's a ca- Yeah, there's a casket and there's like flowers and there's a picture of somebody and I can't make out the, who the picture is. It's not our commissioner Loeb. <laughs> I don't know. I'm in this. I, I've always said it, but this movie looks very brutal and violent. So I'm excited to see that because Batman, I mean, you get a sense of his brutality well, momentarily in the dark night and momentarily in the dark Knight. rises. I only say, because I mean, you never see him really go super hard. The only part in the dark night that I think of is when he drops, um, Maroney from the building. <laughs> He's like at this height, the fall, it won't kill me. I'm counting on that. And then he, just pushes, <laughs> and he pushes off and he breaks his legs. Like, I oh. love that. But yeah. you never really see Batman. Like, I wish we saw him just beat the living shit out of the Joker, but we didn't. He so kind of did. He could have gone all The Joker was beating the shit out of him. Yeah. So, I mean, with this, looking at the action scenes, especially towards the back half of this trailer, it, yeah, it just looks insane. And I'm excited to see a more physical, violent Batman. I mean, it's more, it's a realistic take on who he is. Like if you're dressing up into a, in a bat costume, flying around the city, beating people up, you're not a sane person. He's never been a sane person. I really hope that the one thing this movies don't do those introduce, like the only Robin that I would want them to introduce is Dick Grayson. I wouldn't want anyone else. It's, well, it's like, they have to do it in a good way. Cause like this, like, I believe Robin in the Snyderverse, like, cause it's just a comic book. It's more of a comic booky feeling movie. Yeah. No, the, this the like, movie feels like a graphic novel. Yeah. Like in this movie feels like, I don't know, a Robin in this. I mean, they have to, they have to set it up. Right. I'm not going to rule it out. What I don't want them to do is bring in the Joker right away. And I, I don't just, want I, to see the Joker, honestly. Yeah, it's. I just. Ugh, sorry, I'm writing this time code down. I will. Okay, I'm not against it because I think it would be interesting. But like, I, the only person that I'd want to see as the Joker is Willem Dafoe. <laughs> it's the only person I want to see as him. Yeah, <laughs> I went and rewatched um, 
so I yeah, I, I went and rewatched um No Way Home. Yeah, No Way Home. That's what I'm that's the word I'm looking for. I rewatched No Way Home. God, Willem Dafoe. That's great. That man. He is the only man I want to see is because like I when I was watching the movie, I had the same thought again. I'm like, this guy is perfect for the Joker. No, he is. And he and Pattinson have a good chemistry. They worked really well. They were literally the only two characters. Well, yeah, basically the only two characters in the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. They were good in that movie. They were really good in that movie. That's a, like, I love that movie. Yeah, I do too. It's a goofy movie. <laughs> I recommended it to my roommate. I don't know if I told you about this. I recommended it to my roommate. Um, shout out Jack if you're listening to this. Sorry about that. He's it's not the type of movie he'd watch, and he and his girlfriend watched it. And he's like, I hated that movie. It was so weird. I'm like, yeah. Kind of didn't really realize who I was recommending it to at the time. <laughs> yeah, you can't really recommend that movie to just people. <laughs> yeah, they have to really like movies for them to like The Lighthouse. Yeah. <sighs> so that with that being said, if you really like movies and you're willing to watch a kind of a crazy wacky movie that's kind of disturbing um the lighthouse is a great watch but yeah i don't know i don't want them to bring in the joker i'd rather see them use i'd rather see them use the court of owls and mr freeze honestly i really yeah they could do there there's like a lot okay let's look at batman's villains right now um his rogues like, gallery. Yeah, bat, the rogues gallery. Um, do you want to pull up a list for that? I can. I mean, honestly, Court of Owls have always been my number one. And then like my number two is uh, Mr. Freeze. Why do you like Victor Freeze so much? I think he has them. I mean, like him and Batman have never been um, enemies. Like, they have been enemies, but they more so have a respect for one another. Okay, we can go down the list here. I have a decent sized list. Um, Bane. I've already seen. What do you, I, yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Bane again, but I mean, mm-hmm. I would rather, instead of what they did in The Dark Knight Rises, I would want to see like a Santa Prisca Bane. Yeah. Not like- Bane from like a hole in the ground. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's an issue, I think, with the the Dark Knight trilogy is, like, not being true to who the villains really are. It's, like, kind of warping them. But again, I don't really mind that just because if, if it's good, I'm okay with it. If they, like, don't do, if they don't take things directly from the comics and they make their own adaptation of it, as long as if it's good, I don't mind it. Yeah. What do you uh, think about this- Clayface? Yeah. I don't think there's much that you could do there. I think Clayface would kind of just be, he works great in a video game and a cartoon. I don't think he'd yeah. work great in a movie. Selena Kyle. She's already she's, in this movie. She looks great in this. She look. she does look great. I don't think she's a villain either though for Batman. No, she's a great morally great character. Yeah. Court of Owls. You've already said that. No. Deadshot Floyd Lawton. What do you think about him? be great to see Will Smith again, but that's not in this universe as Deadshot. So I Deadshot would be fine. But again, I think Deadshot works great as like a video game villain, but not 
a movie yeah. type villain for Batman. I don't really because like what does he what does he bring to the table? Oh, I'm gonna shoot you with guns, Batman. I'm not gonna push you to your like boundary. Yeah. So to me, I don't really. Uh. Harleen Quinzel, Harley Quinn. What do you think? She'd have to be with the Joker. Yeah, I don't want to see Harley Quinn in this. I mean, I like I love Margot Robbie in the Snyder verse ish, whatever Suicide Squad whatever universe verse. that is. Yeah, I love her. It's a whole can of worms. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really want to touch out the ten foot pole. Now these next two, I can see being a very, being very good villains. For yeah, this. I think the first one better than the second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hugo Strange is the next one. So that's who we're talking about. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of hard. to. How do you make a story of Hugo Strange without feeling like you're ripping off Arkham City? Well, that's the thing. I don't think that like I don't think you would rip it off. I just think that you would. You'd have to do things that are similar to it, though, because in this movie, it looks like the Riddler knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. So I feel like you can't do the same gimmick three times in a row where it's like, ah, Hugo strange. I know who you are, Bruce Wayne. I feel like it's more so. Yeah. He has to have different motivations in the next one. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, his motivations in Arkham city were honestly, I couldn't even tell you just be a maniacal bad person. <laughs> yeah. He was more uh, so like over, he was more so fascinated by the specimen that was behind the suit. than mm-hmm. like, the person i feel like yeah yeah bruce wayne is a specimen yeah um i kind of is there anybody on this list that pops out to you i guess i don't really want to go through everybody because some of these i don't think would fit yeah no i i mean the rest of the list hush yeah i don't think he'd be terrible but i don't really think that anyone else stands out besides mr freeze to me yeah yeah I'm looking at um I'm looking at like secondary rogue characters. I think Deacon Blackfire could be interesting. Um I also think that um where do they go? Where do they go? Where do they go? Um Deathstroke could be yeah. very interesting. Yeah, I don't think Deathstroke would be terrible. I think Black Mask would be fun to see. I would yes. like to see him. Yeah. Calendar Man could be very interesting as well. I mean, that's then you're looking at the long Halloween again. Yeah. They made a movie of that. I mean, I feel like, so this is something that we can just kind of use to sort of wrap up, but I feel like the Court of Owls just makes such a good, mm-hmm. it makes such a good introduction for it because I, you can bring in the Talon. You can bring in Talons, and it's a lot easier for that. You can bring in um, Lincoln March, who's Thomas Wayne's brother, I believe. Yeah. And they all played, and the Court of Owls are fairly new because they weren't introduced as a Batman villain in the past like 10 years, maybe. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like we're 10 years now. 10 or 12 years. It, I know that the talents were introduced before 2010. So I, I do think that it'd be fun to see them on live on the big screen, just because I think they're such a good, I don't know. They control Gotham city and like they control the whole, they've been there forever. So I'm it's the Illuminati. Of, they basically are though. Yeah. 
And I mean, like, if you introduce Talon, you can introduce then um, Dick Grayson because it's a lot easier because the person who plays, who the person who is the Talon, William Cobb, he's uh, Dick Grayson's great grandfather, I think. Really? I think he was in the comics, yeah. At least oh. in the the Night of Owls comic series. That was like oh. that crossover event for the New 52. William Cobb was the talent and he was Dick Grayson's like great grandfather. So I, th- okay. I mean, I think that that'd be a cool introduction for them to do, but again, who knows DC and Warner brothers likes to play it safe. So, you know, yeah. You, when, when you bring that up, I could see that being, that w- I would believe an introduction of Robin. If he was a talent. Yeah, I could like, I know the flying great. Like, yeah, see, that's tough. I think I'd like the flying Grayson story more though, because yeah. I think that pays for who Dick Grayson is as a person. Because I think if you do him as a talent that crosses more of into the Damian Wayne story type. Yeah. He, Oh, I could also see it being Jason Todd too. Yeah. Jason has more of like that morally gray where he's kind of just edgy. Yeah. He's a little edgy. <laughs> um, you can't do Tim. So no, yeah, maybe, maybe he, maybe that wouldn't work. Rescind that. I rescind that. Yeah. Cause I think the flying Grayson's is like, it's a big part of who Dick Grayson is. Yeah. But huh. yeah, if that's all I have for the Batman though, I don't know if you have anything else. The trailer was great. I'm excited for the movie. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll segue into our next DC related property. Um, young justice has had its mid season wrap. Um, yeah back a couple two weeks ago now yes almost two weeks yeah uh wasn't it last week eh, it was some time ago but we reached uh, the mid-season finale now for like four months we have to sit and wait yeah um god that show is so freaking good i was uh what did you think what did you think of the okay so what did you think of it I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. You and I both, I didn't think the Zatanna part I anticipated. I didn't think Zatanna was going to try and bring in like a Lord of Chaos to sort of bring in and usher in a new version of Dr. Fate so she can get her dad back. Because I thought Zatara was going to die. Like straight up, I thought Zatara was going to die. So I think that her motivations were completely... They weren't out of line because I mean, shit, she's, it's been 10 years that her dad has been Dr. Fate and it's, you could argue that it's her fault that her dad is under the helmet. (laughs) So I thought that that was because when she sort of gave that look, (laughs) cause they sort of did that flashback where she says like, maybe you guys need like a challenge or something. And then she, the Lord of chaos comes in, which is child. I was like, oh my God, wow, Zatanna, you caused like all this world chaos just so you could get your dad back. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Well, it's, it was also kind of funny at the end of the episode when, um, who's the uh, ch- um, children of Shazam? Kid of Shazam. Mary. Mary. When she's like, did you really just pull us under your wing so we could be replacements for Dr. Dr. Fate. Fate. And then she didn't answer the question. I'm like, wow, that's dark. Yeah. That is like kind of straight up evil. No, it is actually. It's like, wow, Zatanna. Like, 
I get why, but like, geez, why are you? Why would you throw away some kid's life for that? I'm curious now if she's gonna follow. Th- I mean, shoot, if she they doesn't follow through, she'll get pulverized by Nabu. So yeah, Nabu don't play games. Oh. Uh, I mean, so we were partially at Rizatana will be under the helmet of Dr. Fate, but t- two other people will share with her. I don't care about the gecko lady. Yeah, well, that's Blue Beetle's girlfriend. Yeah, I don't care about that. She can stay Blue Beetle's girlfriend. I don't really. I Honestly, I prefer Khalid. Khalid, Khalid stays I Dr. like Fate. him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, that's just my personal preference because whatever. But I think, I think Zatanna will be the most OP Dr. Fate. Yeah, we also got to give shout out to our boy Clarion. He's back. Caleb's he probably back. Pun- Caleb's punching the air right now. Probably. I don't know. I think he's kind of happy that he was back. I'm glad he's back. Yeah, child was annoying. Yeah, I'm surprised at uh, how difficult it was for them. To- well, it seemed fairly easy to kill her this last episode. Like, well, oh, I mean, impossible. dude, how long did it take them to like? Oh, there's a crack on the Atlantean. What's the? What was her familiar? Some Atlantean like metal rock. Yeah, but like, like, oh, there's a crack in the rock. We should just shoot that and explode it right away. I'm like, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The rebels are there. Yeah, it seemed fairly easy for them to do that, but I was like, whatever. Yeah, you can. Like, it'll happen, I guess. You can't drag on this arc any longer. I feel like no. Not um, that it was a drag, though. I feel like drag is a bad word to use because I did enjoy every episode of it. Yeah, it's a bummer because like Zatanna is such a cool character. I just wasn't ever watching for her. I was watching for Vandal Savage. I was watching for Doctor Fate. <laughs> I also was kind of wa- yeah. I was watching for um, Phantom Stranger near the end. Yeah, he didn't show up that much though. Towards the end of it, he's Somebody cool. He's gonna though. do more. Yeah, he is cool. I'm su- I'm so surprised that they introduced him because. Yeah, I mean, they can bring in the multiverse with him more now, so. Well, I'm surprised they didn't bring in John Constantine. That was the thing that really, because, like, they brought in Etrigan. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. They brought in Jason Blood, and I was like, oh, so John Constantine is going to be coming in. But, yeah. And they just never touched that. Yeah, he'll come in probably in a later season, but, because I doubt that they'll come back to, like, some type of magical story until they're all back together again. I was surprised that they brought in Etrigan though before Constantine. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is a deep, kind of a deeper cut. Uh, I knew right away though, when I saw before he turned into Etrigan, I was like, this guy is Etrigan just cause I didn't, I didn't know Jason blood was Etrigan. I just remembered him from DC universe online. Oh, okay. I knew Jason blood turned into Etrigan because of, I was watching I, I was kind of doing a few months ago. I was doing a binge of the DC animated universe movies. Was it Flashpoint? It was not Flashpoint. That movie's wild. Um, the movie is wild. Was it like Dark Justice? League it was or Justice whatever? League Dark. Yes, yeah. it was Justice League Dark. Yeah, that's where Batman is sort of going with Satana and Constantine Etchergan. The yeah. whole crowd. Yeah. Oh, and so, Deadman. That dead man. He's funny. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was a good episode. I liked it. I think there's more so with the end of it, with the post credit scene with Mary. And uh, I thought they killed granny good, which pumps me out that she's Wait, still what? alive. There's a post credit scene. Oh Lord. 
Oh, oh, I told boy. you. <laughs> Did you really? Oh, yeah. shoot. I guess I'll watch that right now on the air. <laughs> okay, so that's crazy. Yeah, I guess I'll wait for you to watch it. I'll just keep talking about other things. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it was a good solid arc. I think that I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed the Connor McGann arc. That was still a great arc. But I think the Artemis one still reigns supreme just because Artemis's character oh, yeah. was really re- those four episodes were great. Like I those mm-hmm. there wasn't a bad episode, I think, with those like I enjoyed all of them and they kept me on the edge of my seat. The third one where we see the flashbacks to Orphan and Barbara Gordon, I think those that was the best episode of it, but it was still so great. I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting for it to come back, though. I wish the show came back because I want to see Dick Grayson. <laughs> All right, I'm watching this scene right now. It bums me out that we're this far in and we still haven't gotten Dick. But hmm. not much that you can do about it. But yeah, Young Justice has always had these mid-season breaks, so I guess... I haven't seen when it's coming back. I could look that up too to see when Young Justice is coming back. But I don't. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's any confirmed dates for the time. Okay, so this is just Granny Goodrich talking to her. Granny goodness, yeah. Goodness, same thing. So Granny okay, good. how did how is she alive? Well, I mean, Darkseid never killed her. I guess it just looked like she was getting tortured by Desaad and Darkseid and uh, Vandal Savage. Yeah. Because in season three, I thought about it and I was like, oh, it never looked like they actually did kill her. So. Yeah. So this is probably Darkseid's work. Ah, uh, maybe. I don't know. He got pretty mad. Vandal Savage got pretty mad at Darkseid the last season where she was like basically taking over the entire universe to the anti-life equation. He was like, yo, this is not supposed to happen yet. Yeah. I don't understand like the, the agreement they have. No, I don't either because I was like, okay, so yeah, I don't get it either. I know Vandal Savage is trying to push evolution, but like, is it because then they're going to wage war on apocalypse or what yeah i don't understand how dark side doesn't see this coming yeah because i mean but, if i was dark side i'd be like no we're more powerful than you right now so i don't like i don't care yeah i mean yeah i don't who yeah i don't get it did you talk about how um connor is alive yeah that's the biggest part i think that's why it's called young justice phantoms yeah because he's a phantom <laughs> because in the f- He's in the Phantom Zone. <laughs> yeah, that would do it. Yeah. What I, is the Phantom Zone? It's, uh, well, we saw it once in Man of Steel. That's where they sent General Zod and the insurgents slash regime, whatever you want to call his uh, warriors of Kryptonians. The Phantom Zone is like, it's sort of like where Kryptonians like die. It's like a um, exile. It's like an exiled Jeez. place for the crypto for kryptonians oh my i'm looking at it right now um huh crazy yeah i i'm curious how they're gonna get 
him back now, I guess, because I didn't, I didn't even think that they would introduce the phantom zone, but it makes sense. I guess I thought Connor was captured by one of those time travelers and he was, he's been hanging with them. So he is actually dead. (laughs) Well, his soul looks like it still is alive in the phantom zone. He looks like he's still alive, so he'll come back. There's no shot that he's dead, (laughs) dead, dead. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out when is this season kicking back up? I want to say it's back sometime in April. Cool. All right. Well, um, with that, I think we're going to take a break here. Um, then we'll come back and we'll talk about Boba, the book of Boba Fett and what we're thinking about that. See you guys in a few. All right. Welcome back. Yeah. We're running ads again. Sorry about it. We got a huge spike in listenership. So money. Be honest with you. Money. Uh, I mean, I enjoy doing this for fun, but I mean, shoot when it's not, it doesn't hurt to, you know, Make a little side cash here and there. Yeah, I could I could use it. Um, the funds are dropping. Yeah, we're just college students right now. So. <laughs> yeah, we are just college students. However, we are college students that are really enjoying our time watching The Book of Boba Fett. This is true. Episode your... two. Yeah. It's, uh, what is it? Uh, the... Uh, it's not this. It's the tribes of Tatooine, something like that. Chapter I'll take two, a look. Book of Boba Fett. Let's see here. I love how that when I Google it, it just does it's just episode or chapter two. I'm like, oh, cool. Thank you for that. Episode, yes, okay. Because chapter one was Stranger in a Strange, strange Land. land. Mm-hmm. Which kind of played out exactly how I thought it was going to play out of him getting out of the Sarlacc pit. Okay, when did the Stormtrooper fall into the Sarlacc pit? Yeah, I I saw that too. I said, you clearly didn't listen to last week's episode. I didn't, to be honest with you. To be completely I, honest with you, I didn't. I said I was I, when I was recording for the chapter one, I had said I was like, there's no chance that that Stormtrooper was with Java's uh, group because there was no Stormtroopers with them out on the sail barge. So he must have like fallen in there. Yeah. Sometime earlier. Poor guy. Just yeah. taking a stroll through the desert. Falls in a Sarlacc pit. He must have been combing the desert. Probably. Absolutely slipped and fell. Anyway, so yeah, chapter two is the tribes of Tatooine. Um, what did you think of the episode? Uh, it's more of a front half, back half episode because like the first half we follow present day, like what's happening with Boba Fett. And I was a fan of, I, I'm a, I was a fan of the whole episode. I should say there's not one half of the episode that I'm biased towards the other. I like the beginning of it and with them trying to figure out, well, at first the, I, when they were uh, torturing, not torturing, but interrogating the, uh, the bounty hunter slash assassin that was there to kill Boba Fett, like, we'll send you to the Rancor. I was like, you're not going to fool me. I know that there's no Rancor down there. All right. I know that they haven't got a Rancor down there in quite some time. So ever since the Rancor and got killed by Luke, I don't think they've got another one since then. So look at you. I, 
I know. Look how smart you are. I was like, there's there's nothing back there. But I mean, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool that we get to see something, maybe. But I I liked seeing because I there's nothing really big that happened. It was just like them like discovering, oh, someone's trying to kill Boba Fett. They don't like that he took over uh Jabba's like crime crime territory. And of course the people who are upset about it is the huts. <laughs> yeah. That was I, that was the one thing you and I did not predict to show up, but like in hindsight, it makes perfect sense that they're there. I, we didn't predict it. I just because it makes sense. Like I don't know. I just assumed that there was going to be someone, one of the huts, complaining that Boba Fett was like taking over. Let me tell you, I was so glad they were speaking Huddies and not English, like Zero the Hut. Yeah. Oh Lord. That was, it's like, if you, for those who don't know who Zero the Hut is, Zero the Hut is Jabba's uncle. I, I think. Don't know. Yeah. He's in the Clone Wars. And if I don't have a whole lot of negative things to say about the Clone Wars at all, because I think it's damn near a perfect show. But boy, oh boy, is Zero the Hut a bad character. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they killed him off. Yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah. Oh God. He's just like, hey, how's it going? Oh, wait, where'd you go? Oh, boy. Well, sorry, guys. Looks like Will dropped off. Says he's offline. Oh, now he's back. I d- yeah, my internet pooped out there. Oh, uh, yeah. let's make sure you're still recording. Um, Health check passed. Yada, yada, yada. Sorry, guys. We're doing this on the, we're doing this on the fly. Um, yeah, it says I'm good. I think there was just a little spike there. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, Zero the Hut's a weirdo. Um, so these are the twins, and they're Jabba's cousins. Yeah, it looks like it. I was bummed because I'm I'm curious more so on where Road of the Hut is. Yeah, you want to put your mic down? I can't really hear you. I'm more so curious on where Road of the Hut is. Jabba's uh son. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a good point. I guess I feel like he'd be a very important person to have around. <laughs> I don't know if uh, the huts age proportionally as humans do, or if it's like a Grogu it. thing. I doubt it. Actually, I'll, I'll look up how old Jabba the Hutt was when he died. But yeah, I mean, I guess there are still some huts kicking it on Nalhada. I was so happy to hear Boba Fettsu say as well. He's like, go back to Nalhada. I was like, yeah, you fat slobs. Why don't you get back there? You guys are all... They're just like the pinnacle of gluttony. I feel like the the huts are. That's me. Well, I, I feel like the Baron Harkonnen is the pinnacle of gluttony, but I want to be a hut. I just want to be a big slug eating food. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so in the expanded universe, um, apparently, Jabba was six hundred years old. So that's not canon anymore. I, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yo, wanka. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're 600 years old then. I was just curious about Rhoda because he was. We haven't seen much of him since he got introduced in the Clone Wars. They don't but, even list Rhoda as his. Oh, they do. Children. Rhoda the Hut, son. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I, I'm interested now to see if these huts are going to keep hiring out bounty hunters and assassins to try and kill Boba Fett because that's what it seems like and we see that they have the they hired out already a bounty hunter 
being Chewbacca. Oh, it's not Chewbacca, though. No, it's not. It's a Wookiee. It's a Black Chrysanthemum from the comics. Did so, you know who Black Chrysanthemum was before the episode? I uh, I knew of him. I have seen him in the comics. I haven't read the comics that he's in before, but like I've read his Wikipedia, which is convenient because he's a Wookiee. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know who he was. So when he showed up, I was like, whoa, this guy's cool. Yeah, I... I've just seen him in like pictures in the comics and I've read up on him is all that I really know about about him. However, I will say to be completely honest with you, his armor gives me heavy kiss vibes. The eighties hairband. He does. Yeah. <laughs> I get serious. Um, oh, come on. What's his name? What's his name? Who's the guy with the big tongue? Gene Simmons. I get Gene Simmons vibes looking at the, the armor he wears. <laughs> um, he's kind of decked out too. Yeah, he is decked out. Um, I know that Black Chrysanthemum in the com- in the Darth Vader comics. Um, I don't think it was the Darth Vader comics actually. I know in the Star Wars comics that he fought Obi Wan on Tatooine, but it was because he was trying to complete a bounty from Owen Lars because Owen Lars wasn't paying someone. Well, that's always great. Way to go. Yeah. But that's all I really know about Black Chrysanthemum is that he, sh- he showed up here and there in the comics and that the people who have read that are a big fan of him. But I was, I saw him and I was like, oh, hey, look at that. Cool. And we'll keep Bounty Hunter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, this guy's kind of cool. Um, what did you I knew? So when these guys showed up, I was immediately like, oh, Will is going to lose his freaking mind. When the pike, so like all oh, like the pikes, the ep- oh, yeah, later yeah. in the episode, like okay, so later in the episode, when Boba Fettson is like back to tank sleeping and having flashbacks to when he got out of the Sarlacc pit and he's with the sand people, um, the pike, so like there, he's helping the sand. Pe- I really like the sand people in this. Mom, or I was talking to mom and dad on the phone yesterday, and we were talking about the sand people. Mom loves; she's on the same page as me. She, like. We love how like the sand people are getting something to do and they're not just like in the desert running around like hur, hur, hur. Yeah, just causing trouble. Yeah, like they have like a culture about them and it's really cool because you kind of start we, we started to see it in the Mandalorian when like they're communicating through sign language. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. What did you how did you feel about that? I mean, I like it too because they're actually giving like characterization from like sign languages and actions that they're doing and they're not just making them like these mindless animals, savages that exist out in the desert and they're just crashing down pod races and knocking people upside the head just left and right because they enter their land. Like they're actually just a group of their people. I don't know if people, but they're a group of like living beings that I'm curious what they look like under the mask, but um, yeah, that's how they're, that's how they're born. <laughs> I don't think they're born that way. Yeah. But I mean, they're living beings. So I think that it's interesting to see like the type of like culture that they live and the type of things that they worship and how they live their life. So, I mean, I, I'm a fan of it. It's weird to think though, that like 40 years ago, it's like, oh, these are the bad guys. These are the sand people. And now here we are. And it's like, yeah, they're not bad people. They're just, you know, it depends on the way you look at them. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. 
they're not bad people. I love how, like, dude. Also, okay. Also, the fact that Tatooine used to have oceans was wild to me. Yeah, it was kind of goofy. I that whole little lizard sequence when he's yeah. like, at first I was like, is he on Camino? And I was like, no, this isn't Camino. Maybe he yeah. was on Camino. Speaking of Camino, they had flashbacks to Camino. Yeah, well, actually, was that Camino? He was not on Camino. When well, because Tatooine was... used to have oceans, bro. So, like, he's hallucinating to this tree where he finds the tree, and then they make him his gaffy stick. I know, but I thought that, that he might have been hallucinating Camino because he saw Slave One flying. Or he had, like, the oh, flashback maybe. of, like, Slave One flying. I tend to lean towards it being Tatooine used to have oceans, but I that's not out of the realm of possibility. We'd have to confirm if Tatooine had oceans on. Maybe they did. They said that. No, I know. Okay. But I just thought more so because you saw Slave 1 and little little Boba Fett holding Jango Fett's helmet again. Yeah. He's like, Dad, Tonwee's here. <laughs> Tonwee's here. <laughs> I, I'm... Oh god, that scene was whole. Tr- that was very goofy too. I was confused. What was I was like? Boba's having a bad trip right now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this man is at Woodstock right now. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. I mean, it's interesting though because I did not think that the book of Boba Fett was going to be going this way. I thought it was all going to be taking place like in the present day. I didn't think that we would be seeing, especially if you had told me like a year ago when the show got announced. I wouldn't have thought that it would be him living with the Tuscan Raiders and being a part of their culture and lifestyle. Like, I didn't think that's where he got his gaffy stick from or like his robes from. I thought he like killed somebody and took it from him. Yeah. So I, I think that is kind of interesting actually, because I care more about that now than I realized. I like how he's a part of the tribe. It is. I mean, it's cool. Uh, yeah. Cause he taught them how to ride speeder bikes too. That was, that was a very, did I send you the thing on Reddit where like Boba Fett's oh, yeah, the the jazz guy? Like, yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That was that was, that funny. was funny. Um I'll tell you one thing. There's one character in this show that I didn't like I didn't even really like them when they were introduced. And the more like when they talk, and the more I hear them talk, I dude, I cannot stand Fennec Shand. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I don't I really did. care for her either. Mom was talking to mom about this as well, and she feels same because I don't know. Dad's like everything's corny all the time. Dad's a yeah, but yeah. Um, I was talking about this with mom, and we were both like, every time I hear Ming Na Wen talk in this, like she's a great actress, I know she is, but like something. There's always like a few characters in Star Wars when they talk. I'm like, you pull me out of. You're pulling me out of everything right now. The thing happened with it was Laura Dern was the most recent one before her, and that Toro Cal Toro Calican and Fennec Shand when they were both introduced in the Gunslinger, both of those characters were people that just pulled me out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's her character or if it's just. I don't want to say her performance because she's a good actress, but there's something about it that's just not boding well with me. That's like it just doesn't feel natural. Her dialogue feels stiff. Dude, her, I was going to say that her dialogue sucks. Yeah. Her lines are so corny. Yeah, her her lines are very rough. And like, I get that's why I don't want to say like it's a bad performance by her because no, maybe someone else with those lines could do a better job. But also the lines are kind of like she's just giving exposition and like saying like what the audience 
if you can't color in the picture, she's saying that for everyone else. Yeah, no, I that's why I couldn't do that when the they had the whole rancor thing. He's like, it's not even there. It's like, no shit, it's not even there. They opened the door and it wasn't there. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, she, yeah. I'm hoping that something happens with her that like makes me more interested, but we'll have to see because I doubt that they're going to kill her off. No. Yeah. She got some mad corny lines and I'm not a fan, but whatever. Yeah. No, Hey, I don't, yeah, I don't want to hate on Mignola and she's a great, I'm not an actor. So I'm sure it's a very hard job because I don't, I can't act. That's true. Yeah. So but they introduced then. Yeah. They reintroduced the pikes then again in live action. So the second time we've seen them in live action, star Wars. Now, what was the first time solo? Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was excited to see them again. Cause I reckon I, the pikes are my favorite syndicate just because a bunch of space hippies that just they <laughs> are like, all right, fine. Well, I don't know if they're my favorite one, actually, now that I think about it, What's but I like them a lot. Holy. Who is my favorite one? Not Black Sun. Maybe. Uh, uh, it's probably Jabba's. Yeah, the, the Huts. Jabba, Jabba hires out like the best bounty hunters. The Huts usually hire out the best. The best of the best. Yeah. There's some about the Huts. I'd probably yeah. say, if I were to rank, it probably goes the Huts, Crimson Dawn. And then, honestly, the rest of them just fall into place. Yeah, I'd probably put the Pikes at three just because I like the stuff that they had done in the Clone Wars. Yeah, because I, yeah, you don't really see the Black Sun Syndicate a whole lot. No, which I'm hoping we see more of, but yeah, we'll see. Because I know they have a big, I know they have a big role in the expanded universe, like Prince Shizor or whatever. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't think, I don't know what the name is now. People are mad that it wasn't introduced. I don't remember what? the name of it now. Something with the Black Sun, but Prince Shizor, I thought. No, no, no. But then there's like a story arc too. I want, I want to say, but I can't think of it. Mm. But I, I mean, I was excited to see the Pikes back again because it looks like they're still controlling the spice in the universe, and they're like that's that's their main form of trade. It it's always been that the Pikes like control the tr- this trade of spice, so. I I saw him again. I was like, "Oh hell yeah! I like the Pikes a lot. This is dope." Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It's cool. I don't. Have we ever seen them take their helmets off? I don't think we've seen them take them off in Solo. I think in the Clone Wars they had their helmets off. Okay, I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I I mean it was. I'm always a fan to see more and I think it's cool to see the universe expanded. I'm curious what spice they're getting from Tatooine on that train, but that's not something that we'll see. It's not like a big concern for me, but I mean, it's, it's fun to see more of that. And I hope that they bring in other crime syndicates. I heard some things going around that people think that, uh, Kira might show up in this. Um, well, okay. We have to do some thinking. We're gonna have, we'll have to do some speculation on that because last time we saw Kira was before A New Hope and she was going to Dathomir to talk to Darth Maul. Darth Maul obviously loses control of Crimson Dawn at some point or another. 
because he's in the desert trying to kill Obi-Wan. Darth Maul we find dies. Him on Malachor, yeah. Yeah. Wait, on Malachor? What happens on Malachor with him? Well, he ends up on Malachor, and that's when then he picks up in Rebels. Exactly, yeah. So, so he has to get to Malachor. On, yeah. So however he is on Malachor, I don't know. I think I'm going to, I honestly think I might sit down and watch all of Rebels. Have fun with that. I know. <laughs> I, don't, I know. I'm going to rewatch Legend of Korra probably. So no. Um, so I don't know. We could see Kira, but she's going to have to be considerably older. She would have to be considerably older, but I mean, they introduced her character. They haven't done anything with her. She's a very interesting character too. And that would be a good way to pull Han Solo into the show. Yeah, I know, but then I'm concerned because then is it, it's becoming more of a Han Solo show instead of a Boba Fett show. I don't think so because they did the thing with Luke Skywalker. Like he showed up when he needed to show like when it made sense for Luke Skywalker to show up, he showed up. He did his part and he left. It's true. It became more of like Grogu Mando helping out Grogu and Luke was just like a character in that. Yeah. Um, so. I yeah. I don't know. I hope that they do something more with Kira because yeah, you know, they just left it off, and I want to see more of Solo or the Solo story. I should say. Yeah. Um. I agree. Do you think they're ever going to do the Lando show? You always bring this up. I still think that they are, but I mean. I know you don't think they are, so yeah, I don't. Uh, I I mean, I would like to see it. I think I'm. Yeah, I don't think that they'll bring Han in this, but I think they would bring Kira in it. Yeah, I don't know because Han's smuggling again at this point in the Star Wars story, so he should be smuggling again at least from the mental map that I've created. Yeah, because he he went back to smuggling. Once they sent Ben off. Is that when he went back to smuggling? Yeah. Or was it after he killed everybody? Uh, I want to say it was when they sent him. Let me look him up on Wikipedia. I'll look it up on Wikipedia, Han Solo. But, um, I, don't, I don't know, though, actually, with that one. I don't I, know how I long Luke was, was with. Sorry, you go. I don't know how long Luke was with Ben and Ben was with Luke. Luke was with Ben either, or I don't know how long they were with each other until when once, uh, Ben killed everyone. Yeah. Um, sorry. I was kind of listening to you there. I'm reading his background. Okay. So, Yada yada yeah. So okay, so the boy he's talking about Ben Solo. They had a son. He struggled with the dark side of the force, like his mother, who is the daughter of Darth Vader and the twin sister of Luke Skywalker. Ben was force sensitive, so Organa sent him to be trained as a Jedi by Luke. He was seduced by the dark side, Snoke by to the dark side by Snoke, yada yada yada. Destroyed Luke Skywalker's attempt to rebuild the Jedi Order. Having lost their son, Solo left and returned to smuggling. So this for Han to be returned to smuggling, it would have to be after. Like for, for Han to show up this show as a smuggler, this would have to make, this would have to be that it, Oh my God, I'm trying to do English right now and I can't, 
you know what I'm saying? Like he would like Ben Solo would, would must have to already be on the dark side at this point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I well, it's tough. To, um, it's tough to say. Then, sorry, I muted my mic there. Yeah, because I know that they said that the Force Awakens is supposed to take place 20 years after the Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that the Mandalorian is like approximately six or seven years post return of the jedi so i don't think ben solo was seven years old because he didn't look seven years old in the last jedi when he was going crazy he looked like he was seven years old ben when he turned in the last Jedi, he did not look seven years old he looked like he was like 18 (laughs) yeah because kylo ren kylo ren looks like he's like 27 in the sequel trilogy well, I think he is. I really, I just, okay. The one issue I have in the sequel trilogy with how, like, the handling of Luke Skywalker, like, he, Ben Solo must have turned to the dark side, like, 10 years prior. To The Last to, Jedi? To The Last, or to, um, well, The Force Awakens. Because, like, Luke Skywalker yeah. has to be a myth. How do you, like, how does Luke Skywalker turn into a myth after 10 years? I mean, I don't know. You don't really talk about him that much. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody sees him. He's stuck on that. He's not stuck, but he's on Ock 2 for 10 years with no communication to anybody. True. True. The Star Wars timeline is so confusing. Yeah, I know. Like the, yeah, the yeah, the sequel timeline is very, very confusing. Well, it's tough to plot out because... The Mandalorian is seven years after. And the sequels are 20 years after. Yeah, there's a lot of... I'm, I'm sensing a lot of cap. If the sequels were 30 years after, then I'd be like, okay. But maybe I'll just say the sequels are 30 years after because that solves a lot more problems in my head. Okay, so I'm looking at Luke... Sorry. So I'm looking at... Um the i'm looking at luke's timeline so for uh, to build this timeline you have to look at what where luke skywalker was 28 years after the battle of yavin skywalker um that's when ben turned to the dark side his solitude was his 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 inter solitude on octo is interrupted 34 years after the battle of yavin he was literally on octo for six years Okay, so wait. So if Mando's six years after, Force Awakens is twenty years after, tw- and the Last Jedi because those two are like right next to each other. And he's on Octo for doing six years the, after the Battle of Yavin. Yeah, no, no, no. That's how you're supposed to do it. But so sixteen year, fourteen years after Return of the Jedi is then when Ben Solo turns to the dark side. Yes. So we're seven probably. years because if it's six years bef- if it's you said it's 26 so <laughs> you said tw- you said 26 years after the Battle of Yavin, right? 28 years after the Battle of Yavin. 28 and then you said 36, right? Uh, 34. 34. Because so so it's, it's a six years he's on Octu. Yeah. So if he's on Octu for six years then it's on year 14 post Return of the Jedi is when 
Ben turns to the dark side because then if the force awakens is 20 years after. Yeah. Return to the Jedi. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Force Awakens is 20 years after Return of the Jedi. So he's so Ben is 14 years old when he turns to the dark side. It looks like he's 18, but okay. No. Ah, so that means that there's still seven years where we won't see Han Solo show up. As a smuggler, yeah. Yeah, because the Book of Boba Fett takes place. I'm I'm even because it's six years, I think, but we can we can even push it to ten years after. Like six to ten years. Yeah. Because the New Republic still hasn't even been formed yet. And I don't think that'll be formed until like year like 15, closer to 20. I want to see a political, I want to see a Star Wars political drama show. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be more fun to see it during the Clone Wars because I think that's when more of the political drama was happening. Well, they already did that. I feel like that, I feel like the perfect um, live action one for that would be during the sequel era because they're trying to build a new government. Well, if they do, my only recommendation is do not worry about the Outer Rim. <laughs> yeah. The Outer Rim is the Wild West, so yeah. you cannot control what happens out there. Speaking of the Outer Rim, dude, I'm on, I'm like a few chapters away finishing Rising Storm. That book is good. Is it? Yeah, I got, I'm, I'm probably going to finish that tonight or tomorrow. Um. I also have picked up Fallen Star. So these the books, I guess we're trying, we can kind of, do you have anything more to say about Boba Fett or this Skywalker timeline? Because it's confusing. I hope we see huh? our Kira. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. To see, oh, and the theme is just absolute. Um, it's amazing. The theme is so perfect. It's just shouting and it's amazing. Oh, I love it. Um, But I really like the High Republic books right now. I'm 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 geeking out over it. I dude, I I've got to like a hundred pages in the second one, and the second one is not nearly as engaging at the beginning as the first one. No, I agree, but the the back half of this book is very very good. Is it? Yes. This is the back half of this book is very very good. Where are you at in the story right now? Or do uh, you remember think, leaving off? I think Markirian. Markirian Rowe, is that his name? Yeah. I think he was in the cave and he had just fought that animal. Okay. Yeah. So you're not, they're not, the Jedi aren't even on Valo yet. There is at the Republic fair. Have you hit the Republic fair on Valo? Uh, didn't someone get shot in the gut with like a spear there? No. Someone got shot in the gut. I thought with the spear. Oh yeah. Like one of their starships. Yeah. Bell did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's the Republican fair, but the Republic fair, not the Republican fair. Yeah. They got all these hard right-wing conservatives. there, pro-lifers and, you know, give me my taxes back kind of people there. So <laughs> that's it. No, the Republic fair. I meant, yeah, my bad. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I urge you to continue reading it because it is, I will finish good. it up. I, cause I want to see the, I saw the only reason I want to finish it up is because I saw the book cover for the third one with the, uh, the starlight beacon crashing. And I was like, yo, that looks freaking sick. That's a cool, that's a cool book cover. And Ooh. there's been so many times where I'm like, I just want to read what happens for the rest of the book. But I'm like, ah, that's me being lazy and cheap. So I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to start donating plasma again so I can go back to reading the Star Wars books while I sit and do that. Yeah. 
That's what. That's how I finished the uh, Light of the Jedi or whatever. Yeah, I love, I love, love, love the higher public though. Yeah, I do too. Wait, I'm wait, cool. put it back up to the camera. I got. I don't know. I just ordered this on Amazon. Oh, so the book's already out. Yeah, the book's out. Oh, I told shit. you. I picked up my. I picked up my copy. Who's on the cover? Is uh, it looks like Elzar Man, Bell, Buriaga, some chick with two blade lightsaber, and then someone with a yellow lightsaber that's not Loden Greatstorm. It might Loden be Indira. Loden has a yellow. Yeah, he does. What color does El- Elzar's is blue, right? Yes, he's got like the cross guard. I think I'm 95 percent certain. I can't see your head's in the way. I'm 95 percent certain this is Elzar, man. It's always a tough thing too, because like when you look at like the covers of the book, it's like I think that this is this character. It's yeah. easy to tell Buryaga and uh, whatever the Trandoshan one is. I don't remember his name now. Skier. Skier. Yeah, I remembered it then. I didn't realize Bell was black until like I looked at the cover and I'm like, oh, this actually lines up with who Bell is in the book. Like, I don't like. I don't know how to say this where it doesn't sound bad, but like I, whenever I just read books, I don't like think about like people with like a skin ethnicity. Color. Yeah. You don't think I, I, just, I just don't like, they're just like bodies in my mind that I see. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess not that you say that. I mean, like it's not something where it's like I, in, at least in like these type of books that we read, <laughs> yeah. like in star Wars books, it's like, to me, it's more important if they're a different species than exactly. human like i don't care like what their like skin color is i care more so is it a wookie is it a trandoshan is it a kaminoan whatever like yeah we could take a humans on earth could take a note of the star wars universe like there there isn't like a whole lot of racism among humans in the star wars universe because they're aliens to deal with yeah exactly yeah. anywho i, ooh, I should finish else. up the book though but I know we're kind of running long right now, but I don't really care because I'm enjoying this and I want to continue this conversation right now. Let's cast, um, cast a High Republic movie, like cast Stellan Geos, cast Elzar Man, cast Avar Chris, <sighs> Bell Zedifar, and I guess Loden Greatstorm. Well, I need to I need to read up on these characters again. God damn it! <laughs> I mean, I can do Avar probably. Yeah. Like, I just need to like look at like the design that they have for her, and who I think would fit that. Well, shit, I think of the chick from Eternals, Angelina Jolie. When I look at this picture, but that's not who I would want as her. Um, honestly, I'll tell you who I think of for Avar. Yeah. Um. Let me. Hmm. I want Ana de Armas as Avar Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Either her or uh, maybe I can't think of the girl's name now. Scarlett Johansson. Oh my god, you're not taking this seriously. Come on, <laughs> I don't. I can't think of one. Who would you? Who would you put? And then I'll think. <laughs> I would put the chick who is in Star Trek into darkness. <laughs> actually, I was thinking her too. I actually was thinking her too, but I I couldn't think of her name. Yeah, her name's I had to go I had to Google chick in Star Trek into darkness. Her name's Alice Eve. I think she looks exactly when she looks like her. 
when I like, because they describe Avar Chris in the book, and like she's a blonde hair, yada yada. yada. I'm like, I like this is the face that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Who would you cast as Elzar Man? Well, okay, wait. Give me just a second. <laughs> I need to look at Elzar Man now. <laughs> I need to. I need to make sure I'm not thinking of the wrong people here. And actually, wait, I want to go back to Avar Chris because you know who I could see play Avar Chris and that I would actually believe because I oh. need to believe the person too behind it. Yeah. I need to believe them as like a strong, like there's two people that I can think of. Charlie's Theron, whatever her name mm-hmm. is. I could see yeah. her or I could see um, actually, wait, okay. Two other people then Natalie Dormer. Who was oh, from uh, Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah, from Game of Thrones. She would be, she would be a pretty badass, Avar or uh, Emily Blunt. Yeah, I could see Emily Blunt. Yeah, I think that that would be those. Those would be my fan castings for Avar Chris. What about Elzar? So Elzar Man. Then yeah. Okay, so let me look at who else. I need to. I need to look and see what the concept picture for it is. Oh, um, this picture makes me, oh, shoot. I can't think of the guy's name now. I don't know. I can't think of this person's name. Who would you put? Honestly, when I look at like him in the rising storm with the beard, I see Roman Reigns or, um, Jason (laughs) Momoa, (laughs) but Momoa is overcast and everything. And I would see just Jason Momoa. So I, don't really know. Uh, Elzer man. I could see Hugh Jackman playing him, but yeah, that I, would be that wouldn't be terrible, I guess. I'd see this is where like I run into the issue with like casting well-known actors in Star Wars. Yeah, I think that's like it's just fun to do. Problem. Like I, I honestly like if they were to make this these movie like movies about the High Republic, I want them to use unknown actors just because it's easier to believe. Yeah. Um, I could see them maybe doing. I would say he looks like Zachary Levi. Zachary, I've heard the name. He played Shazam. He's a uh, he's Kurt Warner. Oh yeah 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 yeah. What about can, Carl Urban? Carl Urban, actually, you know, I would see Carl Urban. I would like to see that. Right, we're pulling Carl all the actors a, from Star Trek right now. I like Carl Urban a lot. I think he's a good actor. I actually, okay, I could see Chris Pine playing him too. Chris Pine needs a comeback. He does need a comeback. I love Chris Pine. Oh, yeah, Chris Pine. What, what does Stellan Geos look like? Who does Stellan Geos look like? Because I couldn't even tell you what he looks like just based off of my head. Oh, wait. Maybe. St- I don't know. Confusing Stellan. Stellan. You're confusing Stellan and Elzar Man. Yeah, maybe but I Elzar am. Elzar Man was a Twi'lek. No, he's not. Is he? <laughs> I don't. I thought we that's Loden. Great Storm's a Twi'lek. Oh, Loden is. Yeah, Loden is. Um. Ah, oh, Stellan. I was definitely looking at a picture of Stellan then. Wait, who the hell is Elzar Man? Then? Yeah, that's my question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Elzar Man is 
Oh, Elder Man doesn't have a. Be- oh yeah, definitely Zachary Levi then. As yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Okay, hundred percent Zachary Levi, or you know, Chris or Pine. or Michael Shannon. You saw that picture, didn't you? I did. Yeah. <laughs> we saw Don't be sneaky with that. Like that was your idea. Okay. So Zachary Levi, I would see as Elzer, man. I would see Chris Pine as Stellan Geos then. Yeah. Or there's a guy in the Punisher. The Punisher. No, not John Bernthal. The guy who is uh, the Ben Barnes. Ben Barnes. Yeah. He looks like Stellan to me. Just based off of like the concept art and the pictures that I've seen. Yeah. Alright, so you wanted me to look at Bells at afar? Yeah. Um Who would you cast as Buriaga? <laughs> um who would I have as Bell? Shit. Honestly, if he wasn't Lando, I w- would probably say Donald Glover. Just because I could nah. see him. Just as, based on his performance in Atlanta, I could see him playing a Jedi. You could always throw Lake Heath Stanfeld in there, too, because he can basically I, I, do anything. I was going to say Lake Heath Stanfeld, but I feel like that's too easy. Because I'd rather... Bell is like a Padawan. He's younger. Yeah. So I are young black actors be... in Hollywood. Well, I mean, I don't even know. Do... The only young actor in Hollywood I know is Timothy Chalamet because Chalamet, <laughs> whatever. You could do the guy who was in Christopher Nolan's movie. Tenant. Oh, him. Wasn't he supposed to be Green Lantern, though? Well, like, I don't, I mean, I don't like... think he was. No. He's related to Denzel Washington, I think, too. Bro, Denzel needs to be in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> Denzel does not need to be in a Star Wars movie. Jaden Smith. I could see Jaden Smith as this guy, yeah. John Boyega's 29. How about that? God, John Boyega needs a redemption in the Star Wars universe. He's so good. He is. He'll make a comeback. Yeah. Anyways. I don't know. Those are the only people. Is there anyone else that you want me to I was gonna say? Load and great storm, but we haven't. He's a Twi'lek, so you can kind of cast whoever. Put anyone in there. I'm thinking Commissioner Loeb. Yeah, Commissioner Loeb. Yeah, Loden is just a Twi'lek, so honestly, just put someone in who can act and give good lines. Yeah, you're not like held up like, oh, this is how they appear. And... No, I could care less, honestly. Yoda. Does Yoda show up at all in the second book? No, they keep name dropping him. Like Yoda might be here. We need Yoda. I'm like, yeah, we like, need bring him Yoda. in. Yeah, I'd like in the. You never see him kick ass, and like you only see him fight Palpatine, but he's just kind of chilling. Exactly. Like I, I want to see Yoda in his prime. Like I think this is when Yoda's in his prime. Yeah, because I mean in the. If look, if they live for 900 years old, if Yoda lived for 900 years old and these take place 400 years before, right? Yeah. 
he's he's in a midlife crisis he's in the peak of his life like he's in his midlife crisis right now (laughs) yoda's got an earring and he's in a metal band well you think about it because when he dies in when we see him first in uh, first we see him first in the phantom menace and when he dies in return of the jedi that's like 40 years right yeah if that that's probably 40 years max yeah no more than 40 that's like a fraction of his lifetime so he is like well in the back half of his life there so like i feel like this is some this is the time now where they're like you shouldn't be afraid to use yoda you could be like nah this is yoda's just god tier ability with the force yeah and with the lightsaber but there's some god tier force powers being used in this book that you haven't got to yet are they force powers that I've ever seen before? No. Well, that you have, but like the way they're using the force in this book is God tier. Loki like Star Killer at one point. Hmm. Well, I'll have to finish up the book then. I w- I do want to read the third book because I'm curious on I'm curious on how many more books they're going to make about like the the Starlight Beacon and how it's going to wrap up. I don't. I, th- I thought this was the last one. If it is the last one, then I'm going to read all three of them. Then finish up the last two. I hope it's not the last one. I like these books. I don't know. I mean, we could look and see if there's a fourth one. I don't know what it's called. High Republic book four. Book series. Um, let's see here. Will there be more High Republic books? Phase one. Oh, so we're at the end of phase one, I think. When are they going to make a freaking movie? Phase one is Light of the Jedi, phase two is Quest of the Jedi, and phase three is Trails of the Jedi. I think we're at the end of it. <laughs> uh, phase one think... begins with Light of the Jedi. The High Republic you, what, what phase one continues on right now. Screen rant. Phase one High Republic continues from the Rising Storm. High Republic continues from Fallen Star. The Acolyte. Wait, does the Acolyte wrap up phase one then? I think it does. I'm excited for that show. Oh shit, so maybe we're still only in phase one. I think we are. Oh. Well then, never mind. Well, then maybe they will make more books. I don't know. We'll have to see. We got to talk about the Acolyte sometime soon because I got some serious theories for that show. We'll have to wait till they make more stuff for that before we can theorize. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know. I I don't have anything else to you. I do not. Well, with that, then can you tell them where they can find us? Yeah. If you like what they heard. Yeah. If you like what you heard, you could find us on Spotify at the Legionnaire. If you want to shoot us an email, you can shoot us an email at legionnairepodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok is at legionnairepod. Um, but yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share with someone who you would think would like it as well. And with that, I will let Cal send us away. We are Legion.